Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builders Show, where we feature champions in their respective industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to find out how to differentiate yourself in a competitive industry. And we'll do that with Sean McGraw. Now, Sean is the visionary and the CEO of Four Energy, F-O-R Energy, which is a whole house energy company that focuses both on energy efficiency and solar. Four is a five-time Inc. 5000 award recipient and one of the highest rated energy companies in the nation and getting better and better as time goes on. Sean, great to have you here. Thanks for having me, Bill. Happy to be here. You serve an audience, and tell us who that audience is. Who are all your stakeholders? Yeah. So first and foremost, we serve our customers. Our customers are people that own homes that have high electricity bills or want to be more environmentally friendly or even have comfort issues in their home. And I would say second, we serve our team. And I'll probably talk a little bit bit more about this later, but we believe as a company, we serve our people and our people will serve our customers at a higher level. So a big principle at our company is personal, professional, and financial growth with the people internally. And everybody else we interact with, Bill, whether it be our vendors or marketing opportunities and people we work out with in marketing, we, we try to serve everybody. One of our core values is servant leadership and serving is what we do. I did look at your core values before we started to chat. And I saw that when I knew you'd say something to enforce that particular value. That's terrific. Sean, tell us, you gave us a little hint into this, but I know you've identified some problem which your company is uniquely positioned to solve. And so what are the key problems that you encounter uh, all the time that you're able to put to rest for people? Yeah, that's a really good question. Energy is complicated. The house is complicated. Most companies specifically focus on one solution that might not actually be a solution for the homeowner. For instance, if a a homeowner has a high electricity bill, they might call an air conditioning company or an insulation company. And the real solution to high electric bills and discomfort in the home is you've got to look at the whole home as a system. We can do solar for somebody and offset their bill, and that's fantastic, but that doesn't solve the comfort problem, might solve the high bill problem. But the way that we go to market is we holistically look at a house and we understand how it's working together. So for that same homeowner that has a high bill and says, I'm going to call my air conditioning company, first of all, you better hope it's a good one that's going to treat you fairly and deliver a true response and a true solution. But If you need a new air conditioner, but your ductwork is leaking or ripped open or you're under insulated in your home, you can replace that air conditioner 10 times and it's still not going to solve the problem. You can get the most fancy, high efficiency, high sear unit available, and it's still not going to solve your problem. So when we go and visit with homeowners, we're really looking, first of all, we're understanding, we're seeking to understand before we try to offer a solution. So we understand what the actual problem is. And then when we're going through the home and doing testing and figuring out what's happening in the house, we customize a solution specific for that home, but also the family that lives in it. You're in a very competitive environment. It's a relatively easy 
industry to enter and mess it up pretty well. You've already given us a little bit of a hint of how you differentiate yourself, but maybe you could use a case study, an example, and say a typical competitor would do such and such, and here's what we did. Maybe you can just think of one of your real customers and walk us through their journey. Maybe how did they find you guys? What environment were you in competitively? And give us a feel for what one of our listeners might experience when they engage with your team, uh, Sean. Yeah, sure. So in the grand scheme of things, you've got very segmented energy companies throughout the United States. You've got air conditioning companies and insulation companies and solar companies and window companies. And a solar company, for instance, might come out and say, okay, you need a, a big solar system. We're going to maximize the roof space and put as many panels as we can on your roof. And we're going to take a different approach. We're going to go to the home. We're going to figure out the low-hanging fruit, the energy conservation, because the only reason you need solar is because you're using power. And if you could use less power, you don't need as large of a solar system. So that in itself is a big differentiator for us. The other differentiator is because the whole home is a, a system and anything pulling power or allowing heat to enter your home, it's all part of the, the same game and we can really address all of it. So for us specifically, that differentiates us across the board. As far as some other specific things behind the scenes that really differentiate us, every company is going to say, we have great reviews, we're a great company, we're this and that. And some of those things or all of those things may be true. For us, we want to maintain a five-star reputation, not just on Google, where it's easy, but on Yelp, where it's a little bit more hard, or HomeAdvisor, or the BBB. It's important to us to showcase our reputation on all platforms. And the second piece is, I've seen a lot of solar companies, I've seen a lot of companies in general just come and go, and we've been around 13 years. And I think that when homeowners or customers are ever looking for a company, whether it's tiling your floor or painting your house... Longevity matters. Most products and services come with a warranty and the warranty is only as good as the company that holds the paper. And so longevity in business and a good reputation are certainly things that a lot of companies check those boxes, but they're important for people to look at and consider. And the third piece that really differentiates us is our people. We are very true to our core values. So we hire, we fire, and we promote to our core values. And we're not scared to say it. So there's a, Bill, there's a quote that sticks with me. You could have a team, but if you add one new person to that team, it's a whole new team. And we recognize that, we understand that. But if we're going to add to our team, we want to make sure that they fit our core values. And our core values are drive, growth, servant leadership, grit, because life is hard and not every day is a fantastic day. And, and good vibes. We want to work with people that are positive and lift each other up. And if people don't fit those core values, this is the wrong bus to be on. So by doing that, we really align as a culture. We can have somebody, whether it's an applicant wanting to work here, or it's a customer that has a question or wants to inquire about doing business with us, they can talk to different people at the company and they're going to get the same feeling, the same kind of experience, because we are all aligned and rowing in the same direction with our core values. That's fantastic. I love that. Now, in addition to your, uh, 13 years that you've had your business, you personally have got a longer history in the energy area. So uh, maybe you could. it would really benefit our listeners to know 
how you built what you built, what your original vision was, how, what sort of foundation you built, how you came up with your core values. Maybe you could go back and relive uh, your company's growth and uh, tell us about the major milestones. I'd be interested to know some of the major wins. Maybe it's partners you brought on board, some of the failures you had, how you stubbed your toe and what you learned from it. So feel free to elaborate on on, on your company's uh, history, Sean. Yeah, I love it. So first of all, I do have experience to, I would say, the home improvement industry before I started my company. My dad had a decent-sized window replacement business in Detroit metro area, which is where I grew up, where I'm from. And I started at the bottom. He was a big believer in sweep the floors before you get to do something else. Understand how the warehouse works before you get to learn marketing and sales. And so he really started me at that place where I was unloading 18 wheelers with heavy windows when I was 16 years old. And I eventually got to the point where I was learning sales and sales training. And that was around the time I moved to Arizona to go to Arizona State. And I started as a marketing student and halfway through my college career, they opened up a little school of sustainability, which was the first of its kind in the entire world. So I was intrigued. I felt to myself, I could learn marketing in the real world. Let's go do something fun and interesting and unique. So I pursued sustainability and I didn't really even understand the whole spectrum of sustainability at the time. I still don't. But along the way, I took a couple of courses on renewable energy and at that time, I, I could have always gone and started a window-only company like my dad had. And it's a great company. They did great things. But I learned about solar. And at the time, I felt, wow, I could really deliver solar energy to residential homeowners on a scale. I could make an impact and help a lot of families. And I was still in school. So in 2010, I founded the company. And this is where the failure starts. I started a company with very little management, ownership experience. And so for the first three to four years was really falling on my face and learning a lot of hard lessons. And I would not trade those four years for the world. I made $0. I ate ramen noodles, the traditional entrepreneur type story. But I learned the best lessons during those four years that gave me the experience to really start to grow. So in 2014, I took out my current business partner, Tyler Nay which is one of the biggest milestones and biggest wins in company history. He had professional experience. He's one of the best salespeople I've ever met in my life. And bringing him aboard and having that different perspective, different experience, it really blew the lid off of what we were doing. And that's really where we started to scale. So in we started as a solar company in 2012-13. We took on energy efficiency products and we got pretty dang good at doing those. And then we really started to scale in 2014, 15, 16, 17, and then 2018 is when we started winning Inc. 5000. And every year after that has been a, a milestone, but it's gotten really fun. We've gotten to the point where we're able to employ more people and offer them that platform and that opportunity to grow personally, professionally, and financially. And on top of that, we're serving more homeowners, which is what it's all about. It's very gratifying to me to see somebody as an employee come in and change their life, just level up in so many ways. And it's equally amazing to me to hear from a customer that we did business with a year ago that opens up a bill that shows a negative dollar amount or even just a massive reduction in what they're paying or the text message I'll get 
every so often saying, Sean, my house is an icebox. And a year ago, we couldn't cool it in the summertime in Arizona. Those things are gratifying for me. And we love what we do. And as far as challenges, Bill, I learn my best lessons when I fail. I absolutely do. And I, I hope most people do. But the last two years in business have been the most challenging for us. And it's a different economic circumstance. It's a common, I think, denominator when you talk to different companies that talent and the job pool or the employment pool is slimmer than it's been in a long time. And we still have some post-COVID stresses like supply chain, finance fees, and certain other things. But we get better in the harder times. And that's what we're going through right now. We're happy to do it. So you touched a bit on, on what's holding you back. But if you were to zero in on one obstacle that you're going to be overcoming here in the next year or so, Sean, what is that big obstacle you've uh, got your eyes on? Yeah, for me, it always comes back to people and finding the right people that fit the core values and are of the talent and have the drive and growth mindset that can join the team and help us get to that, that next level. The eco Economically, things go up, things go down. I've been through it before. Supply chain, we can always work on those kind of things. But people are something that we can always focus on. The better the people, the better positioned you are to get through tougher times and better positioned to serve your customers at a higher level. That's the most important asset in any business, in my opinion. You know, before all the robots come in and take over, I just believe people are where it is. That's it. So uh, you already mentioned uh, core values and you mentioned that you use them in hiring. So I'm curious, when you hire people for your company, are you looking equally or more for skills and experience or value fit? It's a really good question. And this is a, it's a juggling act. So the most important thing to us is the fit with the core values. The second most important thing is not that they already have the skills, but do they understand the job that they're interviewing for? Do they want the job that they're interviewing for? And do they have the capacity for the job that we're interviewing for? So if they fit the core values, they've met that criteria. If they fit the other three, we can typically train on everything else. And sometimes in, in my opinion, it's better to find somebody without experience that's coachable and moldable than it is to take on somebody that has 20 years ex of experience, but they're not coachable. They're not moldable. They want to do it their way, not the way that we do. And we just find some success in taking somebody that's raw and turning them into a rock star. Talking about taking somebody raw and turning them into rock stars. How do those potential raw folks and potential customers, vendors, et cetera, get a hold of you, Sean? Yeah, so I can be reached a couple different ways. I can be emailed. My email is Sean, S-E-A-N, at F-O-R-Energy.com. You can find me on all social media platforms, Sean K. McGraw, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those kinds of things. I love when people reach out. I'm happy to chat on any topic that we've talked about. Those are the best ways to reach me. Excellent. Thank you very much. Sean, look, I had a few questions. Thanks for answering, answering all of them so eloquently. But what's one question that I should have asked you and I didn't? A question that the question and the answer to would give great value to our listeners. 
Yeah, I will make this entrepreneur focused because that's a real passion of mine. And I would, it's a really good question. It's a deep question. I, I would say, what are the biggest pieces of advice for growing a successful company or a, a, a company that's growing? And my answer to that is something we've talked about. It's a couple things. Number one, be a student for life. Keep your mind open, learn new ideas, get out there, have a mentor, read books that can help you grow your business and your customer base and level up your people. There's books on every topic out there. Continue to educate yourself. And number two, treat your people right. Your people are your biggest asset. And it's don't make it about a paycheck. Don't make it about a nine to five. Understand what they want in their lives. Understand what they want in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. If you understand those things and actually care about helping them get there, they'll be loyal and they'll stick around for a really long time. And the second you start neglecting those kind of things, they're going to look for an opportunity where they can find what they're looking for. And that's my biggest advice to entrepreneurs and even people at organizations. Beautiful. You've been extraordinarily candid, open, and insightful, Sean, and I appreciate it very much, as I know our listeners are as well. Talking about our listeners, in closing, let's focus on a single fact, and that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having a visionary strategy, of having a system of management to execute that strategy. And number three, and Sean hit on this real hard, leveraging high performance teams. Now, you can get your hands on those three tools. Just go to Business Mastery Pro and you'll get those three tools for free. Thanks for listening. Sean, thanks for sharing your time and wisdom with us today. You are welcome, Bill. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Thank you. Excellent.